0: This is Deborah Rodriguez, and welcome to Deborah Marie Rodriguez Podcast. And this podcast is singles and celibacy. In this section, we are session, we're going to be talking about what why do people choose poor relationships? And so in this podcast, this is season one, episode two, and we're going to talk about basically how I feel and what I feel in my opinion as to why people choose poor relationships. And so I want to get started by saying oftentimes we get into relationships and we stay in relationships because of kind of sometimes like pity and just a lot of uh, various factors as to why we stay in relationships. So first off, I want to go into like why we choose poor relationships. I don't really feel like people genuinely want to choose poor relationships. I personally believe that when we're getting into relationships, we want to see the best out of people. And so we get into these relationships trying to come in healthy and give people another chance. And so oftentimes when we meet people, let's say someone has a past and they come into our life and they have a past. The first thing we don't want to do is say, hey, you know, you went to jail or hey, you kind of have you know, these issues going on mentally or physically or financially. And I don't want to get with you because of these issues. We often try to kind of question people, but most people, when they first get into a relationship, they don't necessarily state their expectations. And I feel like because we don't state our expectations and our boundaries, that those get crossed when we get into a relationship and then we're let down. So what do we do when we first meet someone, especially if a person has a past? Let's say they have a past of a criminal record and we really like the person and that is a deal breaker for us. But we are looking to see if maybe this could actually work and this can work and get better and this person can change. And I think that's how a lot of us often get into relationships. We are not looking at what this person has done. We really don't see what they have done. Okay. Uh, we really don't see any of that. And like I, I spoke about before on episode one, I talked about how Tinder is so easily to get access to that, where we can get on Tinder and just swipe and find the next person we want to talk to. And it's just so easy. So we don't ask about what a person dislikes or likes are. We don't ask about a person's expectations. We don't ask if the person is into openness or if they want to date or if they want to court, we don't ask these things because we, Assume that this is just going to be a good relationship and we're going to go along with it. But it's very important in any relationship that you're coming into, whether it's dating courting, whatever it is, to really talk to someone and say, hey, this is my expectation for this relationship. This is kind of what I want in this relationship. This is my these are my boundaries in this relationship. And I feel that oftentimes we don't want to mention that on the first date or the first time we talk to someone because we don't want to chase them off. You might think they're cute you might think you know this could be our future husband however and we don't want to chase them off etc and so this is one thing that we kind of forget to ask in relationships um often I do know that this is a culture now this is kind of like the season where I do know that this is the season where, you know, people are getting married. There's many marriages, people are getting engaged, but we do have to be careful, especially being single, not to get tied up and trying to rush. And lately I've been seeing, you know, YouTube videos of people, you know, expect your husband to come back in the next two days or expect this to come back. And you have to think about when you're looking at videos like this, if this specific YouTube video was, was... You know, was done on, let's say, the 13th, and they're saying, okay, in two days, your your this person is going to pop up, and then you see the video, and they, you know, it's not the same. It's not the same thing. It's not the same time limit. So you have to be really careful regarding prophetic words and all this different these different things. I do believe that future spouses are going to be coming into people's lives and all these things that people are going to meet you know, their spouses and everything like that. But it's very important to understand that God is going to put something together. And oftentimes we're getting carried away and trying to be married, wanting to hurry up. And then we're getting into distraction. It's like I've said before with my story of I've had many guys come, like I said before, telling me that I was their wife. They saw me as being their wife in a dream. Um I told a story about this guy who saw it and, I I did not see it yet, you know. I didn't see anything, and you know I waited. So it was just, it's, you just have to be careful about that, you know. You have to be careful about different things like that. If I see a guy as my husband in a dream, most likely I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> because I feel like that specific person will know that I'm his wife spiritually, and that's how we can come together and we'll both have that confirmation together. Because if not, you know that opens room to Distractions that opens room to people coming in, most likely you'll know who your spouse is if God distances a spouse for you. So today I want to really talk about um, poor relationships. I don't think everyone necessarily wants to force themselves into a poor relationship like I was saying before, but you do have to understand the red flags. You do have to see red flags in people. <clears throat> a person can... <coughs> Excuse me, you guys a person can have i don't know why when i said that it was almost like something flew in my mouth (laughs) but um anyway that's another story but what i wanted to say is a person can have good qualities you guys they can have the best qualities when they're talking to you when they're trying to get with you when they're trying to make their way in They are angel, okay? And then all of a sudden you realize that they have an attitude and that they're when they don't get what they want, when they don't do everything that you want them to do, they start to get into this, you know, they start to change. All right, they start to change. And so you want to be careful about stuff like that, you know, you wanna be you want to watch out for things like that because oftentimes people won't tell you, "Hey, I have an attitude," you know, or "I have, um, I have this this temper," you know. And you don't see that temper until it really comes out. So there's a lot of characteristics that you really are going to see when you meet a person. Somebody might say, "Well, I don't see any characteristics in this person yet. We haven't got into an argument yet." Or we got into argument yet. First off, I'm going to say, just because you get into an argument with someone does not mean this might not be the person for you. It's actually good to get into an argument. You know, I'm not saying don't go just get into arguments. But it's actually okay if you have a disagreement with somebody, can you make it out of that disagreement? How does this person act during a disagreement? This can really tell you a lot about somebody, you know. Just because a person is not getting into a disagreement with you does not mean that this person is for you or that this person won't switch up later. I always tell people within six months of a relationship, whatever it is, you will really kind of see who this person is. Now, if you ignore, if they, if you ignore it, then that's you. And if you say, hey, you know what, I don't think I can take this, then it's best to really see that, open your eyes about that and move forward. But most likely you're going to see within six months, especially if you're talking to someone every day, they're getting irritated. You'll see kind of like what they like, what they don't like. And, you know, you kind of want to, you want to, you want to get to know that person in a way other than just sex. That's so important. Now we're going to get into the sex part. A lot of us, me in the, the, uh, you know, in the past, we meet someone and the first day we have sex. Okay, having sex on the first day. So when we first meet people, oftentimes we get with people and then the first thing we do is we get into a sexual relationship with them. It doesn't mean that you are wrong or that you are, you know, any less if you have a sexual relationship with someone on the first day you meet. This is common for a lot of people, but I wouldn't suggest that you do that, but sometimes it does happen. Um, I've been in this situation just being authentic, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys on this podcast has as well. But what it does is it really defeats the purpose of you really getting to see if you really like this person or this is somebody that you want to date or spend time with. For some people, it's not. You know, some people don't have a problem with that. They figure out, yeah, hey, I actually love this person. You know, after we did this, I'm going to stay with this person. But really, when this happens is you can either it can either be one or two ways. All right. The, The relationship or the situationship you have end up just being a one-night stand and you don't talk anymore. Or it you continue to date and this just continues to be the foundation of your relationship. So it's almost like you're kind of jumping into this sexual experience early. And for most people, it clouds your judgment as for who the person really is. So it becomes more of, you know, an I love you relationship early because you feel that you are intimate you are emotionally you are emotionally attached you're having an emotional bond with this person and you mistake this for love this also also happens a lot early in relationships because you're in the infatuation phase of the relationship and you are not kind of thinking about anything else you're just thinking about this person so this is why I personally would suggest when a person when you first meet someone to kind of take it slow to not, um you know, rush into it because you want to kind of get to know somebody within six months and you don't want to rush that. All right. And so this is my whole point of working to honor your body. You know, the first the first episode i talked about how it opens a door you know if you go listen to my podcast um sex work about sex work that i just recently did i talked about how it opens a door to um adversaries on the other side you know and you opening yourself and you uh opening yourself to someone else's um characteristics so just all of this stuff and a lot of people really feel like oh well you know soul ties is no not a such thing as a soul tie or a soul knit or whatever no you don't have to have sex with someone to have a soul tie with them you don't have to have um that to have a people have emotional you know ties but just because you have a tie doesn't mean that you can't break free from something or you can't shake anything that's not what it's specifically saying but it does puts a type of a bondage or expectation or commitment to you and someone else that you might not even know a lot of people what they try to do is they some people like to put ties on you from witchcraft activity or in different things like that out of control and you find out that you are attached to someone you don't even realize that you're attached to them they might look at you and be um, from a computer screen You know this the, You might be their Late night look That they look at at night And they're attached to you 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 have this bond with them And you don't even know them You know And then you find yourself Being pulled in, in these Or feeling weird And you don't even know them So there's so many ways As to people can connect themselves uh, To you spiritually And this is why you should um, Refrain But even through that You know you have to just be careful You don't know who is looking at you or who's trying to attach themselves to you, you really don't know, Uh, you know, and you don't know who's really doing witchcraft on you either when it comes to that, trying to bond themselves to you um spiritually. So I'll get into a lot of that stuff a little bit later, but when it comes to choosing a relationship, the first thing you want to know when it comes to choosing anyone, and right now you're single. So This is good in the aspect of being single, whether it's you are dating or you're in a relationship. This is what I'm talking about. You're not married yet. okay? and so if you are in a relationship and you are like I talked to you guys about before and you want to honor your body, you know, you want to uh, honor God with your body and you're in a relationship. You just love this person to death. And you I would suggest thinking about, hey, is this someone that I want to spend the rest of my life with? You know, is this someone that I want to spend the rest of my life with? And for a lot of people, you guys are on here because you want to kind of go in the direction of honoring God with your body. Meaning you want to continue to be in a relationship, but you don't want to, uh, you try want to try to stop having sex. You know, and so how do you do that? How do you navigate from being someone who is live together for months you've been having sex all these months and now you're trying to like go where you're not having sex with each other and you're um like do you just go cold turkey where you're like okay i don't want to see you anymore do you break off the relationship like hey let's just not be in a relationship right now let's live two in two separate homes and and meet up with, with each other until we get married i mean that's also an option i mean a lot of people might say well why would we do that we've been living together already we've already had a lease and we've been having sex all this time why wait now well that's you can that's it's nothing wrong with that like let's say you're in your lease is going to be up you've been living together i'm just saying i know a lot of y'all like "Uh, uh-uh, i'm not going to do that but just for the people who are thinking this and you're trying to say hey i want to reverse i want to try to do this God's way you know I know that I'm living with this person that I'm not married with I want to see kind of how it feels to live apart from them just for a little bit so that I can honor God with my body so an option could be uh if your lease is almost up if you're together or even if it's not up you know you maybe you want to separate maybe you want to get your own place maybe you want to go back home for a little bit or maybe let's say two months you guys are trying to Uh, you might not get off of the sex cold turkey but you're trying so hey you go live with a uh, a family member for a month or two and and see how that is apart from you guys just to see how it goes and work it out that can be a challenge i mean that's a challenge you know god will honor your your you trying to do this or you trying to do that and um this even not even that but this can also help you with self-control because right now you guys we're working on self-control this is what we're trying to develop we're trying to develop self-control you know and so many people in the world yes we see you know so we know fornication is the same we understand it you know it's wages of death we understand that but i'm trying to teach you guys how do you really build self-control in an area that you have always done this this is something that has become natural to you this is something that is a lifestyle now to you okay it's different from being a lifestyle versus just okay let's say you you had sex maybe one time and then you just didn't do it again you know or it kind of becomes where it's like on and off for you versus it being a lifestyle where it's where it's something every day all right someone who has maybe went um someone who has maybe went like three months and then stop and then six months and then stop yeah they're still trying to grow in that area but it's not a lifestyle where they're doing it every single day you know it being a lifestyle doing it every single day it's harder for you to get out of this lifestyle versus someone who goes maybe six months and then you know they're trying to they're trying and then it because they can they have that self-control to get out so this is harder for someone to that is like it's let's say you've been eating meat for the past 20 years of your life and all of a sudden you just try to go Vegan wouldn't know me. There's going to be a process, you know. The moment you get on that vegan diet, you're gonna feel like you're gonna die, you know. Like I did, I remember the first time I tried a vegan diet for three days. I, I it felt like all everything was sucked out of my whole life, like my life was sucked out of my body. And I was, I, I, I mean, I just went off dairy, everything. I didn't take steps. So, this is what we're doing. We're trying to develop in steps. So, I'm teaching you guys how to develop in steps. So, if you are in. A relationship where this is just a lifestyle for you and you want to try this way i would consider some one of you guys maybe taking a break you know maybe going uh stay with uh, and and if, if you trust each other you know this is also going to build trust this is going to build trust, this is going to build self control it's going to build a lot, it might shake things up but at the end of the day it's not like when you do get married that it's not going to shake things up either you're still going to be shaken up anyway as it goes anyway so all of this is going to do, believe it or not is going to build your relationship and it's going to show at the end of the day that you actually are who you say you are you love each other the way you say you are and this is going to just challenge your relationship in another way, but it's going to help you in an area of self-control. And it's going to help you so much when your uh partner is, is is traveling, you know, when your spouse is maybe out of town for a month on a business meeting you're going to be able to sustain yourself rather than being going crazy off from one day if they're not them not being there and you go into an infidelity. So this is what I'm trying to help you guys do in this time to actually see. And the benefits of this also is when um this is like a you know like as if you're fasting and praying. You there's a there's a focus that you get. You know, there's a focus. Uh for me personally, like I told you guys before when I was you know, in that, you know, falling short stage or whatever, I, I would say for some of you guys, you're like, you know, this is what you were doing. I, for me personally, like I said, I was, it was throwing me off, you know, especially if it's something like I wasn't on my, on my uh, game every day, you know, especially during that time. I don't know if I shared the story with you guys where it was like every day for a month. I mean, I, I experienced that every day for a month. So I can talk on this because I experienced how it was for me every day for a month. And I've experienced how it was not nothing for a month, you know, not going for 10 months, not for three months. I experienced that. So I can actually explain to you how it felt versus how it felt one way versus how it felt the other way. And I saw myself drifting from tasks. I saw myself drifting from different things that I was doing and I didn't feel the way I knew I should feel. I feel like I was being drowned and pulled into something like, that I wasn't asked to say ready for. So a lot of people say, well, you know, you're just having sex. You, you know, this is somebody you love. It's not just this is somebody you love. It's different when, okay, this is your husband or this is your wife for me because that's what I wanted. That was my goal. Hey, this is what i want to do with my husband every day you know this is what i want to do my with my husband all day every day this is not what i want to do just with some random man that you know yeah i might be with him i might be talking to him we might like each other but he is not my husband you know what i mean so that was my expectation at the beginning of this conversation or this is what should have been my expectation or my conversation when i met this guy even though i fell short in that area. I still express this to this guy, if you guys go back and listen to the podcast, and he respected that in that time being so this is why I respected him you see what I'm saying so but every time I got into a situation with any other guy where I wanted to say no and I did not it hurt me even more like it tortured me even more being that I was doing this and this is not what I wanted to do okay so that was my boundary to say hey this is what I want if I have to also respect even women and men if this is something that you want in your relationship as for let's say you want to go on a celibacy journey and your partner or whoever you would does not, you have to understand to either let this person go, okay, and understand, hey, this person is going to do what they're going to do regardless, and you continue to move forward in your journey, or you can kind of compromise with this person, which is going to lead you maybe where this person is, does have multiple partners, and you don't, and so this can lead to risky behavior. This can lead to you catching STDs and all kind of other stuff. So you have to kind of make that decision. You can't, like, say, hey, Uh, I want to be celibate. I don't want to have sex. And then your partner does not kind of want to do that. And so like you can't get mad because this is something that you want. You have to just realize, hey, is the Lord, the Lord can bring me my heart's desires. He's going to uh, replace this man with somebody else. And for guys, you know, God is going to bring me someone that can live up to my standard. That's what you have to realize, because oftentimes we kind of compromise and like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to find another man. Uh, I mean, for women. I mean, for women, you know, or men. I'm not gonna find. I'm not gonna find another woman, again. Or women, you know, no one's gonna find me because I don't. I'm not having sex with him. He's he gonna find another girl. Well, if this is your standard, you have to just live up to that. You can't get mad. You got to say, hey, you know what? Okay, whatever. And you just you can say, okay, whatever. Do what you want to do, but don't allow that to come back in. That's important. Now, if because if you do, it's not saying that. Hey, you know. Because it's not his fault that he, or it's not her fault that she might not be ready for that commitment. So it's almost like you're in a being in a, let's say... For the couple, this is an example for the couple that lives together and you're having sex all day, right? And you're not married, but this is y'all, y'all living together, y'all got kids together. This is your lifestyle, but you want to honor God. So let's say you're listening to this podcast. Maybe it's one of you listening to this podcast and you go back to your spouse and say, hey, I decide I want to kind of live my life for God. And then, you know, I'm going to go ahead and live with my granny for like a month. We're going to see how this is going to go. He's going to probably have a fit because he doesn't, he hasn't heard this. He's probably like, what, who in the heck is this girl? First off, who is this woman telling you all this stuff, and you don't need to listen to her. So, the first thing you might get is pushback. Okay, you're gonna get pushback, but it's up to you to say, Hey, I just want to introduce this to you. Is this something that you want to do? If they say no, you have to make that decision in your heart, Hey, I feel like I am called to do this. Because a lot of y'all on here ain't gonna do it. I'm just gonna be honest, you it's not for you. You might not do it. you might just be listening, you might desire to do it, but you might not have the um you know, the capacity to do it yet. And you, you have to grow, you know, and to get to the point where you have, you're not afraid because you feel like you're going to lose your relationship. If someone loves you, you're not going to lose the relationship. They're going to honor you and they're going to want to go on the journey with you. They're going to say, okay, you know what? I don't know why you feel led to do this, but let's try this together and just see how it works. It's not saying that in the process that you're not going to fall in the process, but you're trying, you're making the step because many of us are not even making the step we don't we don't even see this is yes this is I'm talking about spirituality honor and God with your body but this is also something that happens to you in your spirit that grows when you allow yourself to develop self-control so whoever you are you don't even have to be Christian if you're on this podcast this is going to help you develop I mean I'm pretty sure in all these other religions you know they I mean witches they fast and they you know astrologers I'm pretty sure they do all that stuff too I mean that's not my religion or anything but they they have their own ways of doing things too but having self-control and gaining self-control it's just like if you're drinking every single day drinking every single day isn't healthy you know a lot of people like well you know i didn't die yet i've been drinking a beer every day well that might be you but that might be not be for someone else all right so doing exfoliating every your face every day is not good on your face it's harsh on your face so doing certain things every day might might not be good for you every day yes please brush your teeth every day please wash your face every day and take a shower every day that's something that you should really be doing i mean twice a day for the teeth because you don't want to catch gingivitis y'all know what i mean you want to do that some of us don't brush our teeth every day you might be struggling to get out the bed you might be too busy um some of us meaning like y'all okay <laughs> so like, like i'm just saying but y'all want that's something that you want to do you want to brush your teeth every day twice a day if you can but every day okay that's something and you want to also brush your tongue and you want to floss okay for some people i'm gonna give y'all a hack get you a tongue scraper okay i have a tongue scraper where i scrape my tongue and you will see all the plaque come off of your tongue when you scrape your tongue The secret to having a nice smelling breath is scraping your tongue because the plaque stays on the tongue and it gets, it comes, when it comes off of the tongue and you use your mouthwash and everything, it will make your, your mouth feel so much better, so much fresher. So yes, get you a tongue scraper. This is not a, uh, this is not a promotional uh, pay promotion. I'm actually just giving y'all this, this advice um, for free. I thought you guys would know something else. I'll I'll be throwing hygiene hacks throughout this uh podcast some different things that I do but I do have a tongue scraper that's something that's been a part of my life for a while and um it helps with my dental hygiene and yeah because I like to I like to put onions in subway sandwiches and sandwiches I like onions in my food so yes I have um onions breath sometimes and then wearing these masks it's just not it doesn't help okay so yeah get you a tongue scraper um that's gonna be our hack for today but yeah work on that that's something that's a challenge talk to your partner or your spouse about it i personally am so glad that like i did not i did that for a reason like when i moved in i didn't move in with anyone specifically for that reason like i told you guys and um i told you guys in the first podcast and the reason why is because even in the bible about the concubine you know the woman you know about the harlot you know and then a harlot was a prostitute, but the concubine was too because she was like shacking up with a man with her kids or whatever, but she was still considered that because they weren't married. So I was like, You know, Laura, I don't want to be a concubine or a harlot, even though you know I had the lifestyle of like a little harlot. But harlots had their own apartments, okay? They had their own place to live, they had their own place, and the guys would come visit them and you know they would do their thing, but concubines went to go live with the with the guy because they didn't have anywhere to live you know or and they weren't married and they brought all their kids and you know that's what they did so I was like yeah lord I don't want to be in that so I'm just going to stay in my by myself until I get I I um get with someone else and you know I marry someone else this was always my preference and that's actually what I had what I did for the last 10 years praise god you know even in my situation of Being you know homelessness and just different things I went through, I still stuck to my standard. That was my standard, that's what I wanted, and I stuck to it, and I'm proud of that. But hey, it's not for everybody else. Some people you have to live with someone else because of the bills or different things like that. I have I feel that being single and not married, that I have my own responsibility. Um, that I am responsible for my bills, I'm responsible for everything until I get with someone else. And then they are, um, you know, then they become the head of the, the guy becomes the head of the household. I submit to him as the head of the household leadership and then we come together. That's what I personally, uh, that's my standard and that's my expectation when it comes to marriage and that's what I've stuck to. So I feel like any bills or anything like that on my end, it's my responsibility. Yeah, if a guy wants to help me, Uh, that's fine whatever but mostly it's my responsibility so I can't expect someone to help me and in the past I remember having guys want to help me and then they wanted to live with me and I was like no I'll go ahead and help myself (laughs) because that's what I wanted you know that was my standard so it's not being bougie it's not not needing any help it's just I feel like he has his own responsibility, and I have my own responsibility, and when we come together, we come together with our responsibilities together, we come together with what we bring to the table, and we can work together. I completely believe that women should know how to submit to a man, and also know how to be independent, um, and know how to be self-sufficient, like if anything happens, because a lot of people might say, well, why are you worried about if anything happens you know you should trust your husband and nothing happens well yes yeah, true but a lot of people especially in african-american and uh especially latina culture is you depend on that specific male you know that's it and so you don't know what to do there's so many women they don't know how to cook they don't know how to clean they don't know how to do anything when a disaster happens they're looking to the left and if that man is not present in their life everything falls apart so for me I saw a lot of things growing up and so it did not take the way that I would not respect a man, but I knew that I needed to be self-sufficient in case anything happened. There's so many women who, when a man leaves them or when the man is abusive, they cannot get out. So they have to stay. And so some of them, they don't have a job. They're in relationships where the man does not want them to work. And so they end up turning to the strip club they end up turning to all this stuff so i didn't want that to be my case even though i had those options many times but i chose to walk by faith and the lord provided for me and i was not going to like put myself in that situation because i felt that it was another way to for me to survive as for like i didn't i didn't have to do all that you know what i mean so i feel like going into those type of I feel like I also feel like going into those type of occupations are a choice. You know, when I see people, hey, I did this for tuition. I feel like it's a choice. There's so many scholarships. I mean, so much money in the world. Uh, there's so many opportunities. So I feel like it's a choice, you know. And I I think that, you know, I don't know what other women and men are going through as to why they do things. But I do feel like it's a choice, you know. So um, women should be. They should also be submissive, and when when, being a submissive doesn't mean that you have to be weak. Okay, being submissive doesn't mean that you don't have a voice or you don't have uh, anything. It's you're as in a in a marriage you're one, and so you can't wrestle with each other trying to figure out who's doing this or this. So, you know, in a Christian. marriage yes god destined the man to be the head of the household but it also says to submit into one each, one another you understand so because there might be times where uh, the husband might be weak in an area and maybe god is speaking through the lot with the wife you know maybe the lord is saying something through her and it's up to him to say okay you know what i'm gonna listen to you this time i feel like what you're saying is coming from the lord let's go this way and so that's very important we see that throughout the bible with um you know uh, Deborah or Deborah you know in Hebrew and uh, you know uh, Barack and how she led the war and we see all we see all of these type of relationships um, in the Bible um, as to how the men actually you know say okay well this is what we're going to do but then we also see how When the man listened to the wife, how things went wrong. You know, we see the whole Sarah and Abraham situation when he wanted Hagar to go have. uh, You know, uh, Sarah wanted him to go sleep with Hagar. We see that how that went wrong. Okay, Um, we see all these this surrogate. You know, that was basically like a surrogate um, situation in the Bible. You know, and that went wrong because God was basically like, "You need." I'm telling you, you're gonna have your own kid, and you don't need this surrogate you know you don't need Hagar you're going to have your own child and if you wait and be patient on me I will give you this and I will protect you and so we have to ask ourselves like who are we like you know is this the voice of God the most important thing is men or women you, sh- you should be submitting to the voice of God in your life the voice of God yes this is the head of household but if this man is not submiss- submitting to God or or led by God he cannot lead you Okay, so that's important for also men to pray and ask the Lord to make you a leader of the household and put you around mentors and people that can teach you how to lead and to pray because a woman is going to be a natural she's going to be submissive to this man she's going to if she trusts him to lead her she's going to be but if you're leading me to the pit of hell. If you're leading me outside to get ran over by a car, most likely I'm gonna turn myself around, okay? Because I have the mindset of, hey, I I know that you're the head of household, but I'm not stupid, okay? So, this is what we're talking about in uh, today and and single and um singles and celibacy is choosing the right partner. You're you know you're choosing oftentimes we're choosing poor relations. don't choose a relationship because you feel bad for a person or you you see a potential in a person no be open pray for discernment wisdom and discernment and take it slow it's not a rush and you know you really want to you don't want to move out of um celibacy is a good way even taking the time a month two months during that time that journey is to really filter out the distraction you know the emotional uh, the emotional uh what is it um climax of how relationships are at the beginning that 's how this r is when you 're having sex and you 're enjoying each other the infatuation stage you know what i mean you 're able to really see and really be able to stay focused and really see and to see bad traits or different things like that. Traits that are not going to lead you. This is what I talked about in my book, The Covenant. There is difference between conditional traits and unconditional traits. Unconditional is something that you can deal with, that you can live with, that can change. A conditional trait is something that, yeah, they just not gonna change. You see the same cycle, you gotta get up and, and dip. So this is what you have to ask yourself when it comes to these relationships, when you're choosing relationships. All right, you guys, so we're out of time, but I will talk to you guys on our next uh episode of Singles and Celibacy. All right, you guys, I'm going to pray you guys out uh today and I will talk to you guys next week. Dear God, I just come to you today. Lord, thank you for this session of Singles and Celibacy. Lord, thank you for revealing to to us what it, just what it looks like to choose poor relationships and that we don't have to settle, that we can have expectations and we can have um, we can have standards and boundaries when it comes to who comes into our life. Lord, I pray everyone that is under the sound of my voice begins to choose their relationships wisely, even if they're in a relationship or a partnership. Let them question. Let them really talk to each other and realize what is good for them and what is not, and to be able to express, uh, express their boundaries boundaries within each other's which within their relationship to get better let them be able to grow and put you first in the middle of their relationships friendships whatever it is courtships um in jesus name god let you be the standard in everything we do in jesus name amen all right, so I will talk to you guys next week. We're gonna be tuning in now for Singles and Celibacy every Wednesday. So make sure to subscribe to Deborah Marie Rodriguez. Leave me a voice note. Follow me on uh, Instagram at Deborah Marie Rodriguez Podcast. Okay, so at Deborah Marie Rodriguez Podcast, and you can follow me on there. Um, you can follow me at official Deboa Marie Rodriguez regular page, but you will get all the podcast information on at Marie Rodriguez podcast. So follow me there and you guys will get updates and different things of the podcast that's coming out. Also, if you want to find, uh, follow and like the page Kingdom Divine Ministries, uh, you will get more information on there as well. So I look forward to talking to you guys next week. So remember to tune in every Wednesday. Every Wednesday at 12 a.m. Uh, Wait, well, 11.59, you will get have a podcast available for you guys to listen to. All right. Well, I love you guys, and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.